Do you have a busted old wide receiver or tight end sitting on your roster? Well, come on down to Dynasty After Dark, where we tell you exactly how much they're still worth. Let's go. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. We're your hosts, Calvin Timms and Dale Terry. And seasons, greetings for everybody out there. Hopefully you guys had a nice Christmas. We're hitting you guys up in that nice little week in between the the two holidays here where, you know, hopefully you guys have it off like I do. You know, I, I get this week. My goal in my professional career is to never, ever work this week, work week ever in my life. Um... That'll be my goal. We'll see how sustainable it is. But through 10 years, I'm, I'm good. But Dale, how are we doing today? Do you have pretty good holidays? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, everything's going well. And I'm 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 in the same boat. Um, I I've I have worked this week before. I'm not working right now. And it's super weird. It feels like time doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, we're on Thursday and it feels like it's a Monday. It feels super weird, super off. Oh, but dude, hey, I am. It is weird and wacky, and I'm here for it, you know, um, and I'm just really excited to talk about these old busted players. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. And as we're recording this, you know, week week, uh, 17 championship week has started where, you know, the Browns game is going on right now, and they are whooping the crap. And I love to see it. (laughs) I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, so whenever the Jets fail, I feel good about myself. I feel great. Like... Uh, 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 like even when the Dolphins are bad and the and the Jets are horrific, I'm I'm loving it, loving every minute of it. I just want to point out, you know, before the season started, I did predict that the Jets were not going to make the playoffs and that they were going to be bad. Well, I did predict of, that's well, you can say well it was Aaron Rodgers, but I, even I, with I Aaron Rodgers there, like, this I, offensive I, line I think, and this skill core, I think if oh, they so were bad. if they had Aaron Rodgers with the AFC how it is. They would have at least be have been in the conversation. Yeah, that's fair. That is at least they probably would have won a couple of those games in the middle. But yes. still, man, yes. they this offensive line is so bad. It's, it's it is so not good. bad. It's not good. Oh, every week, man, it's just a recurring theme with these guys. But Dale, like Dale said, we are going to be talking about some older wide receivers and quarterbacks. You know, running backs, tight ends, backs, all tight different. ends, all. all above yep we're gonna be talking about all of them there's you guys all have that one guy in mind of oh my gosh this guy used to be elite as you saw from the thumbnail hopefully you guys if you haven't checked it out on youtube go check out the thumbnail i love this one personally it's a pretty funny one um but you know stefan Diggs, what are we gonna do with him he's getting older you know there's a lot of guys that i know all of you are thinking of one guy in particular and we're probably gonna hit hit them today because we're gonna be talking about 12 guys in total and giving you some advice on what you should do with these guys, buy, sell, hold, essentially for all these players. You know, some of these guys are going to be free agents. Some of them are potentially trade candidates, cut candidates. We're going to see where they're going to end up in the offseason, and it's going to be very interesting. And with them being older, you know, that adds into the potential risk with these guys as well. Oh, well, you know, we know what they are now, but if they switch teams, are they all of a sudden going to be you know, are they going to be worthless essentially for fantasy football? So we're going to get into all of that. But again, if you haven't checked out the thumbnail, make sure you go over to Rumble, YouTube, somewhere where you can watch the video and check it out. It is a pretty funny one. But the podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, anywhere really that podcasts are, are found. Stitcher, I think, is one of them too. But it's pretty much out there everywhere. And you can find us on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin for myself at 
dynasty underscore Dale for my co-host here and at FF after dark for the podcast. And, uh, we take all your comments, all your questions and all that stuff. We have one more episode after this one for the rest of this season. Then we're going to enjoy the fantasy or the, the real life playoffs in peace as we kind of retool for next year. And we're going to be, you know, really kind of diving into the rookies after the break. We're going to come out with our top 50 rankings and updated, you know, ranking for each position we're going to go through and give our initial rankings for these guys and it gives us a chance to really kind of dive deeper into these guys anyway i've seen some of the comments out there oh you idiot you don't have uh, troy franklin high enough everyone else does well, i haven't really watched a ton of troy franklin just yet you know i've i've seen some glimpses of him when i was watching uh bo nicks right i think that's his quarterback right but I haven't watched him specifically that much. You know, I, I, I don't really tend to focus on every single player. I, I pick and choose who I kind of want to watch, and that's how it goes. But after the break, we're going to have a lot more of a detailed list of these guys and give our thoughts to you guys after the break as well. So that said, Dale, any last thoughts? You want to jump into these, these old men? We got to get to them Let's go and the... jump into these old guys who are younger than you. Um, and, and most and of them who are yeah, probably <laughs> and, and who are about my age which is terrifying to say that they're old in the nfl but yes i i'm ready to dive right in <laughs> yeah that's where it's uh it's kind of funny you know we're talking about these guys as old and they are i am older than all of them now so you know that's yep. Yep. well i think i think kirk most might have me we'll, we'll talk about kirk yeah. and russ but i think uh they might have me by about six months <laughs> So, yes. but, um, all right, let's jump into it first. And we're going to start with one, uh, none other than the Austin Eckler and Austin Eckler. What are we going to do with him? 28 years old, going to be 29 by the start of next year, running back for the chargers. Chargers are kind of really up in the air right now. What's going to happen with them? You know, they fired Brandon Staley. They're working with the interim. I was surprised when they fired Brandon Staley that they did not go to uh, Kellen Moore as the interim head coach. I Agreed. thought that was a very Agreed. odd choice. I thought it was a very critical choice because the fact yes. that they did not do that means that they don't trust him as well either. And, you know, after everything that went down in Dallas, I think that there's a little bit more smoke to this fire than than people want to admit. But, you know, um, they're going to be looking for a new head coach, whether it's Bill Belichick or whoever it may be. I don't know. But Austin Eckler, he's playing on the last year of his contract. I don't think he's going to be a free agent. Um, a franchise player. They're not going to tag him. I agree. So I agree. at the age of 29 years old, a little bit smaller, but he tends to stay in shape. He started the season off with a great game against your Miami Dolphins and then proceeded to have a, uh, I think it was a high ankle sprain, if I remember right. Yeah. And there's, he never so. really looked the same after that. At the same time, the the offensive line for the Chargers completely fell apart. So, you know, tomato tomato which one is it is it is it austin eckler's old and busted is it kind of a combination of everything what are your thoughts on austin eckler and what would you be doing with him uh yeah i i really think father time has really caught up with eckler unfortunately um he's looked really bad he's looked slow mm -hmm. um you know I, I i mean this offense just hasn't worked this year it just hasn't it's been mm -hmm. really clunky and just not good i mean I, I mean i mean there have been injuries to keenan allen and, and uh mike williams which has really hurt this offense but that shouldn't have hurt austin eckler's production you know he 
He's had a career worst, like three, like barely over three and a half a carry, mm-hmm. which is atrocious. I mean, he, he's he's not getting the he's not getting the targets as what he's used to. Um, That's the or, biggest or, thing or, for me. Yeah, personally. yeah, it's 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 a it's a targets and the touchdowns have fell off the face of the earth. I mean, I mean, with touchdowns are are a are a sticky. Well, I mean, I mean, not a sticky stat or anything like that. But I would think the receptions would be in the in this offense, especially with 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 him being the safety valve for um, Justin Herbert. Welcome so, to Kelmore, my friend. Welcome yeah, it's wild. So I feel, I really feel you, you kind of have to like hold Eckler. Like, I don't think you're going to get hardly any value. I think you'd be lucky to get like a mid second. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds, I mean, that, 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 that that's kind of where he's at now. You know, he's, he's, you don't think he's the worth cliff. the late first? <sighs> no. I, I, I think he's he's looked really bad this year. I mean, that could be because of the injury, but... Do you think he's you know, more of a buy low then at that point? I mean, if if you're willing to, but I, I don't think... I mean, if, if, if I could get him for like a mid-second, I would be all for that. But I don't think the Eckler owner is going to want to sell him for that. Yeah, that's the, the big question because, yeah. again, he's going to be a free agent, and I'm just looking really quickly you know, at the NFL. Um, and let's see the, let's go here. Let's go to all the different teams. I don't think he, who would be willing to sign him this off season, right? Um, new England is kind of a sneaky candidate. I could see, well, if they move on from bill Belichick, I did, there's no chance, but if bill Belichick stays there, I could see them being a little bit more interested in him. Um, maybe Cleveland, uh, there's really, you know, the Bengals, maybe, um, the Ravens is an interesting landing spot, but I think Austin Eckler is going to want a little bit more money than he's going to be able to get. And that's, that's, yep. what's going to hurt him potentially like the Texans. I know Singletary is a free agent, Tennessee Titans, um, the Chiefs, he could go to division rivals. The Chiefs would actually right. be very interesting if he were to sign there. But there's really not too many places where I think a running back like Austin Eckler, who is a little bit undersized, who is a pass-catching specialist who has not been able to do that this year, that's going to limit him a little bit as well. Now, the reason why I say I think he's a little bit of a buy-low candidate, if you're willing to pay a mid-second, I'd be willing to pay a second in general. If it's a higher second, you know, if it's like two, 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 three, two, one, I'm not too worried about that at this point in time because I do think Austin Eckler is going to go somewhere and he's going to have his choice, right? He's going to go and he's going to meet with these guys and, you know, they're going to say all these things. I don't think that he's completely lost a step. Um, You know, I do think he's slowed down a little bit, but if you look at it through 12 games, he has 156 attempts. That is way higher than what anything what he's used to so far mm-hmm. in terms of workload through his entire career, right? All of his damage has been done through the receiving game. You know, he, he's half of what his normal targets are per year um, or, you know, 75% of the way there. And that's a big problem because they're not utilizing Austin Eckler like you should. He should be utilized like a Jameer Gibbs, how they're using him over in Detroit right now with him not being the primary ball carrier, but more of the, you know, get him in space and get him, just make him an explosive weapon. I do think that you couple with uh, the fact that he had the very early injury to his, his leg that plus 
the overusage in the other games ever since he came back through the ground game with a depleted offensive line that's not creating the same holes that it kind of used to in the past. I think it has led to Austin Eckler taking a little bit more damage than he's used to throughout his career. And I think that's why he looks a little bit more sluggish. And wherever he chooses to go, it's not going to be that way. He's not going to be the primary bell cow type of guy, right? He's going to go and be like Ezekiel Elliott for the Patriots is right now, right? That's why I kind of like the Patriots as a landing spot with Bill Belichick, where, you know, he's going to go and he's going to pass block and he's going to be the dump off target and he's going to get, you know, a hundred targets over with the Patriots. So I think if you can get him for a um, upper second, I'm a hundred percent in on Austin Eckler. I think he's going to have a very productive, maybe two more years left in fantasy. And after that, who cares? You know, like these, sec- these second round picks 90% of the time bust anyway. So, you know, if I can go and get Austin Eckler, who is a known candidate, you know, known quantity that, you know, maybe you wait until, well, you kind of have to do it now though, before he signs with mm-hmm. whoever, because if yeah, it is the chiefs, it then you're screwed, right? That's, that's going to be like late first territory. And that's where I'm out on that. Even with the chiefs, like it's tempting with the chiefs. Like if he was, if he did sign with the chiefs, would you be willing to spend a first on Austin Eckler? No, I'm not spending a first on Eckler. I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty like, I, I think like, like maybe the two oh five and lower for him. Like okay. I, I, I feel he's, I feel he's, I feel he's uh, damaged goods at this point, and right. I think it's kind of beyond repair, unfortunately. All right, fair enough. So that's kind of where we're at with Austin Eckler. I do think that there's a little bit left in the tank for him. There's a little bit of juice left, but you know, we'll see where he goes. And that's the biggest question. There's a lot of places he could go that makes it much worse, and the two oh five is very fair. So. He has a pretty high range of potential outcomes for him, I would say, but I think that he's still got more than enough. He's he's still a running back 23 right now with a down year. Like the dude has been fine-ish for fantasy, like not yeah. elite, but fine-ish. And this is with a really bad Chargers team. So I do think that he's going to go somewhere and he's going to be a productive weapon. And wherever he ends up going... People are going to say, oh, man, I wish I would have got him cheap while I could at the time. You know what I mean? That, that's the only thing with yeah. Austin Eckler. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it, but still, I'm kind of I'm kind of hands off on him. All right, fair enough. Let's go to the next guy here, and this is going to be the superstar, the same guy on the same team, Keenan Allen. Mm. And um, Keenan Allen, 31 years old, had an amazing year. He's the wide receiver five right now, which is crazy. He's got 150 targets, 108 receptions. He got banged up, and he's not coming back, essentially. He got knocked out the same time that Justin Herbert did, and it's just he's not going to be coming back this year, guys. I, I hate to tell it to you, but uh, yeah, he's he's basically done. So um, Keenan Allen, he's someone that's going to be very interesting that what to do with him because, again, we just talked about it with Austin Eckler, right? They're going to be going to a whole new system. This upcoming year, he's still going to have Justin Herbert next year. So that's going to be good. They might move on from Kellen Moore, but Mike Williams will eventually be back. Right. Uh, we, we have no idea. Hopefully Quinn and Johnson, um, he, he takes a little bit more of a step forward in year number two. I do think that that's ultimately going to happen, especially with a, a better coaching staff around him. You know, I, <laughs> It never fails, man. It never fails to crack me up that 
everyone says this coaching staff is one of the worst in the league. It's a terrible coaching staff. And yet at the same time, Quentin Johnson is a bust and will never develop. It's like, guys, pick one, man. Like maybe he won't develop, but can we at least say that the coaching staff did him no favors whatsoever? Like, can we at least admit that just a little bit here? Um, But you know, it is what it is. Hopefully he takes a little bit of a step forward, but we'll see what this team does. How are you feeling about Keenan Allen, though, given all of these variables that we just talked about with Austin Eckler? I mean, it's it's for me, I, I would be selling him as quick as I could. Um, for what? I know. That's going to be a thing. Um, I think if I could get, like, if, if I could get a late first for There's him. There's no chance. I, would, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But but I, I think with... I think I think with some of the name value with him coming back with Herbert, mm-hmm. him 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 coming back with you know like a new regime, it could be it could be reju- it, it could be all this rejuvenation. But um, the problem on top of that, like you're kind of getting him for one year in in 2024 because he's going to be a free agent in, in 25 with him being right. 33. You know, like so I, I think I, I think if you got kind of got the same value that you could get out of Eckler for for Keenan Allen, I would be pretty. I would be pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like a mid, a mid second, I feel is very, very fair for him. Um, I mean, I would rather do that over uh, trying to get Austin Eckler at this point. Cause um, you know, e- even with some of the injury history with, with Keenan Allen, I feel, I feel really good when he's on the field, he is Herbert's number one target, you mm-hmm. know, you know, like he's going to get, you know, 10 to 15 targets a game. He's going to get almost a hundred yards and almost a touchdown a game. I, I kind of feel so, you know, you know, I, I I feel pretty good about that. You know, as long as it's not a Kellen Moore offense. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I don't even care if it's a Kellen Moore offense. Like he's been just fine in a Kellen Moore offense this year, right? Um, now here's the thing with Keenan Allen. Everyone's going to say, "Oh, buy, sell, hold, whatever," but every, hardly anyone does it ever. They let me rephrase this. Hardly ever does anyone ever say hold on these guys, right? And I think Keenan Allen is the definition of a hold right now because you're right. He probably has one year left on his fantasy relevance. He's going to you yep. know, play one more year with the Chargers. He might even retire after that just because I could see him not wanting to move and uproot and everything. He played for California in college, right? He plays for the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly the San Diego Chargers. Like the dude has lived in California his entire adult life, you know, for the last 12, 15 years, whatever. He is not going to want to leave everything, right? So I could see him very much just retiring after next year, you know, playing on his current contract and, and just calling it a day. So one year... Keenan Allen, I don't think you're going to be able to get a first for him. I don't think I would give him up because of the production that he's going to get next year. I think they're going to try and send him out, whether it's Kellen Moore or anyone else, on a high note, right? Keenan Allen, right. you helped us. This roster's not that bad either, but you know, Keenan Allen, you've been with us for 10 years. Let's just send you out on a high note. You can retire, and then you know we'll... Win for us, we get the playoffs. Win for you, you get to go out on a high, right? That's kind of going to be what I think next year is going to be for Keenan Allen. So you're not going to get a first for him, and a second isn't worth it. Again, these second-round picks, just they I, bust I too high. You know, it's too high of a percentage bust rate. So I would just be holding him and taking the production next year, and then when he's done, just say, thank you, Keenan Allen, for everything you've done for me. I appreciate it. 
cut him off your roster and, and just let him retire in peace, you know? So not everybody has to be a, a cash out asset. I think that you can get some good value for Keenan Allen next year. And that's why I'd be holding him personally. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's very fair. I, I think I feel better about holding him than with Eckler, but I, I know, I know I can get more value out of Allen than Eckler. So that's where I would be trying. Like if, if, if I'm able to get like, like a, I, I know at that point in rookie drafts, it's kind of hard to get a, a stud like Allen, but if you can get mm-hmm. a pretty solid receiver or running back, that you know, or, or, or even a quarterback, to, you know, in any position that you'd need any, anyone that's solid, I, I think I would be cashing out. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's go to another wide receiver that's been having an amazing year this year. And that's going to be Mike Evans. And, you know, Mike Evans, He's doing it again, man. We didn't think it was possible, but Mike Evans has he's wide receiver number six, right behind Keenan Allen, who is wide receiver number five. So uh, Mike Evans is doing it a little bit differently than Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is doing it purely on um, yardage and receptions in a PPR mm-hmm. league. Mike Evans is doing it purely on touchdowns because the dude just cannot stop getting touchdowns. Um, he's got, this is his ninth straight season of getting, or 10th straight season, whatever, um, of 10th straight of getting a thousand plus yards. And, you know, Tampa Bay is in the mix to go to the playoffs. And I think that they're going to bring back Baker Mayfield. There's already been rumors and talks that they're going to try and figure something out for Baker. Baker's been balling out these last couple weeks too. He really has. Um, you know, props to Baker. Like they, we, we have to remember that. The offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a first-time offensive coordinator. He's never done it before. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I can see his face, but I just can't think of his name. But he's never done it before. He's a first-timer. And, you know, the fact that that the Bucs kind of started a little bit slowly, but even so, Mike Evans never did. Him and Baker always had a little bit of a connection there. Godwin, on the other hand, is a little bit more of the odd man out in this offense. But, you know, Mike Evans is a free agent after this year. I could see them re-signing Mike Evans. Again, he's been with the the Buccaneers for 10, 10 seasons now. He's, he's They're going to want to let him retire a Buccaneer, um, knowing that family and, and kind of how they work and everything like that. They're trying to bring back Baker Mayfield. He's just going to have a great season again next year. Like, nothing is really going to change that drastically for this team. So, Mike Evans, how are we feeling about him and his value compared to such, you know, Keenan Allen, for example. Now, personally, I think that they're going to re-sign Mike Evans to maybe a two-year deal, you know, two-year, $40 million, yep. three-year, $60 million, something like that um, type of deal. Maybe even they sweeten it a little bit, you know, 65 or $66 million, whatever it is, given the, the current wide receiver kind of marketplace that's out there. But... Let's say they give Mike Evans $65 million with $40 million guaranteed, right? How are we feeling about Mike Evans in terms of are we want, if you have Mike Evans, are you wanting to hold him? Are you wanting to move on from him? What are you thinking? Um, I think, I, I, I th- I think he's kind of in the same boat as Keenan Allen. Like, like I don't think you're going to get the value that you want out of him. But also, you know, I, I, I don't really want to be left with the bag here um but you know he he's he he has been mr consistent you know um i think i'm a little worried with some of his production the past couple weeks with baker really going off i i I know i know he's scored really well done really well but 
it's it's really been Chris Godwin getting a lot of the targets the past couple weeks. Yeah, you know that, that was it, kind it, of it expected has been. though too. It, it has been. Yeah, that so, kind of had to happen so, though, right? <laughs> yes, it, it had to. But but um, but I do agree that I, I don't really think Chris Godwin's going to be on this team next year. So right. it's really going to be a lot of Mike Evans, and um, I, I think I think you you almost have to hold him here, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know with with him probably going to be here for the next couple of years. Um, and he's probably going to have another thousand yard season and keep going on his, on his current record. So um, I, I think I'm a pretty firm hold. You know, I, I, I think his trade range again is about like, uh, like a mid second, you know, I, I would be really, I mean, if you're, if you're, if, if you're not a very good team and you have Mike Evans, like you, you kind of feel like you have to trade him you know, a little bit because, you know, he, he, he is a uh, declining asset. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I honestly think if you got like an early second, I, I would take that for Evans. Would you be giving that for it? Um, I, yes. If, okay. if, if I was a contending team all day, every day. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's the, that's Absolutely. the big question, right? Because you know, Mike Evans. Yeah. I, I think that because he's 30, right. He, he and if you can check the uh, when's his birthday, I think he just had it not too long ago, if I remember right. But if you can pull his birthday while we're talking here, um, he is uh, thirty and a half. Thirty and a half. So he'll be thirty-one yeah. before next season. Um, yeah. Given the the year that Keenan Allen just had, right? Again, Keenan Allen's doing it a lot more on um, receptions and yardage versus touchdowns for Mike Evans. That's what scares me a little bit about Mike Evans. But if you can get him for a second round pick, I think it's entirely worth it. And I think he's going to have another good year. Again, all the things are going to be back in place that nothing's going to change that, that says that it should be worse for Mike Evans, essentially. So um, I would be willing to give up a high second for uh, Mike Evans. Now you compare that directly to Keenan Allen, who we just talked about. I'd rather have Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Obviously, he's got a year Agreed. younger, but um, yep. the the one thing that does scare me with Mike Evans compared to Keenan is just the touchdown production is insane, right? And that's why he's thriving. One bad year, and you're you know you're kind of screwed. But uh, it is what it is. So you got to kind of. I mean, but I mean, I, I I get that, but I also feel if you're giving up an early second, like I feel that's I I I feel that's a pretty good risk reward. You know, I, I would feel different if you're given like like the 109, 110 for Mike Evans. Right. You know, compared to like the 201, 202 for him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, let's jump to our next guy. We're going to switch up positions here a little bit. We're going to talk about Switching the guy positions. that's very hot in the the news right now, and that's going to be Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, um, very Unlimited. limited this year. But yeah. Russ has been fine this year. Like, I people hate on Russ, and I, I get it. He's a cheesy personality, but... He's been fine for fantasy football. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, he has he's been. the the he's it's not been fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. It's not fun to watch whatsoever. Um, but he's cor- currently the quarterback nine in four point standard scoring, right? Uh, but the biggest thing that has kind of stood out to me this year, he so far through 15 games, he has 80 rushing attempts. That he hasn't That's done wild. that in a while. You know, going back to 2020 with Seattle. Um, he's getting back to his mobility that he did not really have last year. And he's showing why that's still a weapon. And, you know, he's 35 years old. 
he's a little bit older for a quarterback, but a lot of these guys, they take good care of themselves. They, they can play up until, you know, 38, 39 pretty easily. So Russell Wilson, all the news the last couple of days has not been positive. Um, they're benching him for the last two games unless, you know, something happens drastically with Jared Sinem that they would want to go back to Russell Wilson. But basically there's a whole contract dispute where they don't want to, they don't want Russ to get injured, that they would have to guarantee a ton of money for him. So they're benching him so that they can cut him in the off season and he can move on his merry way and go pick where he wants to go. Which is crazy because if you remember, he got traded to the Broncos. He didn't actually get to formally pick. He informally picked the Broncos back when this all went down. But Russell Wilson on the on the open market is insane. Like if it's they wild. cut him, that is an egregious mismanagement of assets that it's just insane, right? Like I get it. He's, he's expensive next year. Anybody that would be trading for him would have to pay a lot of money to go and get Russell Wilson. I don't think you have to pay a super high draft pick, but I mean, we're playing backups, the backups for half the NFL right now in terms of the quarterback position, Russell Wilson would be an upgrade for legitimately 10 or 15 teams out there right now. And like Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson in New York, Russell Wilson in, um, New England, Russell Wilson in the, for the jets, either New York team, I guess. Right. Like there's so many places he could go that would be very good for the team where he would be an upgrade for them. And I think he would be just fine for fantasy football. So Russell Wilson, is he a buy low candidate because people love to hate on Russ? 100%. I I think his value right now is at an all time low, unfortunately. Um, And I think you could swoop him up for, you know, um, I, I know during this offseason, like I, I traded a I, I, I traded a second form in a in a in a super flex league. And I really thought I got away with a steal with I mean, he was he was kind of mediocre mm-hmm. uh, last year. I get it. But still, like it's a quarterback in a super flex league that, you know, is going to start, you know, right. The majority of the game. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, I, I I I think if you could if if you could swoop him up for a for a mid late second, I would, I would do that all day. You know, I, Even you know, f- I like I, a late first man I, in a super flex yeah, league in yeah, a super flex yeah. league. I mean, I, mean, late I, first? I, I think I, I think, I, I think that's very fair. And I, I think a lot of people are going to be scared though, about his age. Right. Is, is concerning. Um, and I, I think, I think where he lands is going to be really important. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been seeing, I've been seeing, uh, people, uh, people going crazy with these different landing spots like Atlanta or, or like even Seattle would be, you know, hilarious to me, but I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> no, no um, not how, how it ended, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Minnesota, so, for example, like he could go to Minnesota and be a, in a guaranteed starter day one, same system, same, like, you know, type of, of style of offense, like, they're in drastic need, and we're going to talk about Kirk Cousins here in a little bit, but they're in a, a potential need for a quarterback. So Russell Wilson, I'd be willing to spend, send a, a late first for him um, in a super flex league. If it's a one quarterback, you know, we're talking mid-second here. Um, all yeah. the 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 values for the guys we've talked about so far, they don't really change from from one quarterback to super flex too much. Only the, the quarterbacks kind of change a little bit here. Yeah. But yep. Russell Wilson in a super flex league, Late first, because 
again, you're talking about guys like Bo Nix, right? Who might yeah. come out and be a stud and he might be great. Or Quinn and Ewers, for example, um, if he comes out and he is drafted in the late first round of the, the upcoming rookie draft, right? Who knows where these guys are going to go and if they're actually going to be productive. How many first round picks or quarterbacks bust out of the draft, right? And you're going to be able to get a guaranteed asset in Russell Wilson who's going to handpick his team that he's going to go play for. And he's going to pick a good offense. Like he's going to pick a team that's not completely terrible that's still going to give him a decent amount of money, right? He's going to kind of weigh those two things together. So late first for Russ, for me personally. Yeah. And like you said, yeah. I, I think the PR on him is so bad right now that it's it, it's it's just so weird it's i mean i mean i i i i, I do get payton, he's man. it's sean payton yeah I, I i i do get he's a very he's spooky i guess is a is an interesting way to say it you know <laughs> um you know with with, with his personality and it, and it sometimes rubs people the wrong way but he he he, he can still ball out you know right. i think i think hackett last year and peyton this year have kind of handcuffed him a little bit mm-hmm. and they're and, and they're kind of scared in what they have so, um, you know, so. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying he's ever going to be, you know, like, um, chef Russ again, you know, or anything like that. But, you right. know, I, I, I think I, I personally, I mean, I wouldn't go a necessarily a late first. I would maybe go like an early second, but still, I feel that's around the same value of, of what we're talking about. And, you know, I, I, I feel in, you know, it's especially in super flex leagues. Like if you're able to swoop him up for that, I, I, I really feel that could be like a league changing move for you yeah 100 like I, th- I thought it was kind of funny like if you actually paid attention to what sean payton said in an interview just the other day like he said uh they asked him like why why are you doing this and all this stuff he's like well i can't i can't get a whole new receiving core i can't you know i know i it's can't draft so, a whole new receiving core i can't draft yes. a whole new um offensive line like he's saying that it's basically not russ's fault that their team is is doing so poorly but also we're benching Russ because we want to cut him for contract reasons. It's like, it's such a weird dynamic there. So, yes. you know, ignore the news and just, just see Russ is back. He's, he's back to being okay. And yeah. that's what we need. And, you know, as much as I like Jerry Judy, this offense for the Broncos sucks, man. There's not a good weapon on this team. And it, it's sad. Like Cortland Sutton, he's the best one. And he's, Corlin Sutton's been fine, but he's not a great receiver. You know what I mean? He's not elite. So uh, Russell Wilson, I think he's going to be a steal, like you mentioned. So, all right, let's go to another position here. And we're going to go and talk about uh, a tight end in George Kittle. And George Kittle is 30 years old. He's going to be 31 next year. Playing for the Niners. His contract, he's still got a couple more years on his contract. But George Kittle is probably one of the most frustrating dynasty assets as it is, just in general, on one of the most frustrating positions, right? He's currently the tight end number four. And you look at that, and this is what I, this is what I used to sell him last year uh, after last offseason because he has such boom-bust weeks. It's mm-hmm. insane. Now, he's been a little bit better in the back half since the bye, but... A lot of it coincides with when Debo is out. When Debo's out, George Kittle is much, much better. When Debo's in, the they just cannot make all of these guys work. And for, for fantasy, they make it work for the NFL. <laughs> like they, they can balance these guys and they, they can still get the wins. It didn't work this last week against Baltimore, but, you know, it is what it is. That said, 
George Kittle is so frustrating. He's currently tight end number four, which just shows you how rough that position is, right? Mm-hmm. But he's almost got a thousand yards. He's gonna break a thousand. He's got two games to get nine yards. He's gonna do it. Um, six touchdowns yet again. He's probably gonna finish tight end number two. My guess, you know, kind of given who's ahead probably. of him and everything, um, and how everyone is kind of playing. Maybe three, but. George Kittle is the ultimate sell high for me. Um, I did it last year when he was the tight end number three and it has succeeded for me. Like I do not miss George Kittle too much in the league that I sold him. Um, you know, I was also in rebuild in that league, but still, man, he's going on 31 and these guys do, they can play a little bit longer at tight end, but the drop off is just insane. And this offense is just, very frustrating player. What are your thoughts on, on Kittle here? Yeah. Um, he's a hard one because he, he's, been, he's been really consistent for you. You know, it's, it's, it's the past three years. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been a top four tight end at least, which is what, which is, which is dynasty gold. It feels like, right. You know, in, in on all, paper, in all he's been great. Yeah. Yeah. On pa- yeah. I mean, week there to is week, boom it's, bust. that's where it kills you. Right. Yeah. There, there is boom bust. I do agree with that, but mm-hmm. I think, with I think he has a good enough quarterback right now, a solid enough quarterback right now that, you know, I I with the assets around him, like I know that there are splits with with and without Debo Samuel, but mm-hmm. as we know, Debo Samuel gets hurt at, at least once or twice a year. Right. It, it seems like so right. you know I I kind of kind of feel I kind of feel that you know I get he's a sell high, but um. I mean, you 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 almost kind of want to do that if you're if you're in that situation to try to sell him high, but um, I, it's it's really hard, especially if you don't have another tight end. Yeah, you know, I get it. I I you know it's all I mean, you know all of this is based on 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 your roster. So I, I think if you have another tight end, I would sell high for I would sell high on him. You know, kind of all de- I mean all depending on that tight end. Like if you have like a Cole Komet or mm-hmm. you know or or even like a David Njoku, if you if you happen to have have that. Okay, um, so here's here's a here's a scenario yeah. for you. Would you sell George Kittle for Michael Mayer in a second? I depends where the second's at. Mid. I probably would for that. Yeah. You would. Like that's a yeah. losing on paper trade, but yeah. you know, that's kind of like that's kind of where I'm at too, where if I can get yeah. like a Michael Mayer. You know, if I can move George Kittle for a a player of that tier, you know, a Luke yep. Musgrave and a first, or um, yeah, you know, Cole Komet and a mid second, or you know, Michael Mayer and a mid second, even like a you know the one eight to one nine, I'd be willing to move George Kittle very very yep. easily, um, especially if you have the other tight end like you mentioned. Just the boom bust nature of George Kittle is so frustrating that that's what kills it for me. Um, where you're not, when, when the drop-off comes for George Kittle and a lot of these tight ends, you know, look at Kelsey, who we're going to talk about here in just a minute, but you cannot get the, once the, the perception has gone too far, you cannot get the value for these guys anymore. And, um, like I'd rather cash out too soon than too late on these tight ends because tight end position already sucks as it is. And if I can get good value for an older asset in a volatile position, I will 100% do that. So, um, I get the argument to hold George Kittle, but like if I can move him for, for anything close to what his value is, like a late first, um, 
100% doing that. Or, you know, a younger tight end plus a yes. piece. Yes. You're not going to be able to, you're not yes. going to be able to trade him for Sam Laporta. Everyone has Sam Laporta no. above George Kittle already. I mean, right? I mean, or, 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 or even like Trey, or, or even Trey McBride at Would this you, point. Here, here's a guy. Would you trade George Kittle for Kyle Pitts plus a second? I would so 100% getting, do that. So, so you're getting Pitts and the second for Kittle? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I would do that. Yeah, I guarantee you that that trade could happen because RB. people hate Pitts right now. So um, that's true. <laughs> people hate Kyle Pitts right now. Um, but hopefully, oh, Arthur Smith get fired. Let's get fired. I'm putting I, it out there. I, I hope so too. But that's that is not this episode, Calvin. So. I know, I know. But I think that George Kittle. I think that there he's the ultimate sell high for me. Again, you know. Dale likes to hold him, and I get that argument. I really do. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, but I'm only holding if I know I have another, uh, like a decent tight end that right. I can rely on after that. Yep, but that's fair. Yeah, but I, I mean, other than, I mean, if, I mean, if, if, um, I mean, if, if I do have somebody I can rely on, I'm trying to get rid of them as quick as I can. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's keep rolling here. We're gonna go to Cooper Cup, who is also an older wide receiver, and Cooper Cup, dude, he. <laughs> He's so hard to value. The the Rams, man, they, they've been just on fire the last couple of years. Now, Cooper Cup started the season missing four games. Um, he basically missed a, a fifth game there in week 11 against Seattle. Um, had this scary injury where everyone thought he was done again for the year, but mm-hmm. comes back the next week, plays a lot, was kind of a decoy in that game, only had three catches for 18 yards. But, you know, they, they worked him back up to 100% snap rate the next couple of weeks. And he's been it's been a mediocre year for Cooper Cup. You know, he's wide receiver 40. Now, again, points per game, I don't have it pulled up right now, but he's much better in points per game average versus mm-hmm. uh, his, his current ranking, right, of 40 overall. But 710 yards, 55 catches, four touchdowns. Puka Nakua breaking out and Kyron Williams breaking out for this team was not expected by anybody. And the way that they're using Demarcus Robinson with all of these players combined, Cooper Cup just does not feel like he's as necessary as what he used to be. And I know that Matt Stafford has the breakfast narrative of Cooper Cup, if you go back to that, but um, they got breakfast together and that's why they... He only targeted Cooper Cup for like three straight years. But um, Matt Stafford, if you go back to Detroit, he was a good quarterback. Like he would target everybody all over the field. It wasn't just one guy that he would hyper focus like Cooper Cup. And I think that Matt Stafford has finally gotten enough guys around Cooper Cup that he's willing Mm -hmm. to spread the ball around to more guys that he trusts in this offense. Puka, um, Demarcus Robinson, again, Tyler Higby, he trusts him a little bit more. Kyron Williams, all these guys playing better is what is leading Matt Stafford to go away from Cooper Cup. And I think that that is ultimately why I am very scared for Cooper Cup and his dynasty value. I don't think he's going to be what he was, you know, wide receiver number one overall um, in terms of points per game the last couple of years. It's just, it's not going to happen anymore, in my opinion. And I think his his better days are behind him. Um, and I am scared that you're not going to be able to get the value that he's worth at this point, like what you're going to want to get for Cooper Cup. So, what do you, how do you value Cooper cup right now? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm worried about his value as well. You know, I think, I think, I think with the emergence of Puka Nakua, 
I think yep. that's really hurt him. Um, but <laughs> I I do I do think he's a solid a solid guy. But you know, with his with his injury history, I feel that's very concerning. Yep. Um, and that you know, I think I think if you can get a late first for him, I think that's great. But I don't think you're gonna necessarily get that. Yeah, and as someone, so, who, I'm not buying him for a first. Like I'm not I. You know how you feel. I would rather have Mike Mike Evans and Keenan Allen for one year than Cooper Cup. Yeah, no, I I think that's fair. Um, and it, it's it I I feel they're I feel Allen and Evans are in, are in different situations because they're you know the quote unquote number one mm-hmm. you know with Cup being like a one A or like a one B at this point yeah. I kind of feel yeah so um I get that in. I I don't necessarily disagree with that, but you know I think I mean he's I I feel cup like you're kind of you kind of almost have to hold him at this point like I I don't I don't feel you're necessarily going to get the value you want out of him um, unless you package him in another deal. Fair. So, but but I I, I feel if I'm a contending team, you know, and I have like the one twelve or one eleven, I'm gonna try to snatch him up and see what I can do. Yeah, and this is like uh, we we just traded him in a league that we co-manage a couple months ago, um, Cooper Cup and Will Levis in a Superflex league for Jonathan Taylor. And at the time, yep. we're like, man, on paper. And this is why I think Cooper Cup is what he scares me the most out of all the wide receivers we talked about so far. Because on paper, Cooper Cup still has that name value of like, oh man, this guy's elite. He's a stud, right? Um, guaranteed first round pick, but in reality, like. Keenan Allen and Mike Evans have been better this year and they're valued lower than, than he is. So um, that's what is unfortunate where again, on paper, we're like, Oh, Will Levis. Now to be fair, Will Levis has looked very, very good. So that in a super flex league is fine, but that plus Cooper cup, you're like, Oh man, you for Jonathan Taylor for a running back. Like, Oh, that's terrible. You you guys lost that trade, but Cooper cups, not that been elite, right? Like if Cooper right. cups worth a second round pick and will Levis is a late first that for Jonathan Taylor, I think is pretty fair. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's maybe bad. a little bit of an overpay, but um, yeah, but yeah, but still that's not bad for what our, our roster was. Right. So, and you, you know, know, this I, is all and, going and, into context and, and all that stuff, but yeah, it is. But I just think that Cooper cup, it's just, you can hopefully cash out on him where the name value still is up there, but yes, yes. Hopefully you, you do it sooner rather than later because I want to move on from him. And if you can't, you know, if you can't get good value that what scares me the most about him is I don't think that there's going to be buyers for him. You know, like I think everyone is going to want to sell him, but there's not going to be any buyers for him. And that's what is going to kill his, his kind of trade value in this off season. So, yeah, yeah. um, I, I think I, and I I think something for a lot of these guys to monitor is how they finish the year. Cause that's what mm -hmm. a lot of dynasty players remember is, is, is how they finish the year. So if, yeah, if 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 Cup you know balls out the next couple games you know and if if they make the playoffs he plays right. well you know I I think you could cap I think I really think you could capitalize on that and oh for sure um and and just and and just and just be aware of that yep one hundred percent and that's like that'll be that is the perfect transition to the next guy we're gonna talk about Amari Cooper another wide receiver here that's getting a little bit older he's twenty nine right now he'll be thirty next season um. You know, coming off the 54 point game last week My where he God, had 11 catches it. for 265 yards and two touchdowns. 
I mean, he's been balling out with Joe Flacco. <laughs> that game alone has bumped him up to wide receiver 12, <laughs> which is nuts. He was okay this year, but he's not been elite by any stretch of the imagination. He's out in this game. He'll probably finish the season at wide receiver 14, 15, somewhere in that range. Um, but if he can play the last week, we'll see what if he's able to get back for that or not. But Amari Cooper... Let's say that this team, you know, we have no idea what they're going to do at quarterback long term. It's probably going to still be Deshaun Watson. He's got so much guaranteed money, but Joe Flacco is just balling out with this team right now and, and making it look it. easy. It, like he's making yeah. this offense look good. And yes, that's what's crazy to me is that no, that Watson was not able to do this. But again, the shoulder injury and the years off and all this stuff, all of it can be made as an excuse and all this stuff. So that said, assuming that Watson is back next year, what are we doing with Amari Cooper? Because I think he has one year left on his current contract. Um, still hilarious that the, the Cowboys gave him up for a fifth round pick. I know, um, it really is. But, you know, he's got one year left on his contract, I believe, maybe two, but I, I think it's just one. Um, but if he's got Deshaun Watson back where it's not as great, what – He's got the weak winning potential, obviously, 50 he points. Does. He but does. What are we what are we feeling about Amari Cooper right now? Um I kind of I feel he's a solid I I I've I've always viewed Amari Cooper as like a solid like wide receiver too. Yeah. And you know, and I think with that, you know, I kind of feel that you know, I guess in ranking these wide receivers, um I think I I feel better about having him than Cooper Cup, you know, yeah. personally, because yeah. because I I I, 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 I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they are they are pretty much the same age, um, you know. Ironically enough, and it feels like Amari Cooper's been in the league like forever, my whole lifetime. Yeah, yeah like forever. But um, but you know, with with, with that, um, I think I think you almost kind of have to hold on Cooper. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm worried about going out to buy him because I think I think managers are going to want more than what his value actually is. Is he worth a late so, first? I, I would say he's right on that edge, you know, like a late first, early second. I would say so. Yeah. And, you know. I think it hurts him having Deshaun Watson there. I think I what too. Deshaun Watson has done to the Browns is you know, borderline criminal <laughs> personally. And, Until they and, win and, the Super more, Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if they win the Super Bowl, I think you almost have to like cut that money and sign Joe Flacco. Or you just sign Joe Flacco to, regardless, yes. you know? You yes, just, yes. Yeah. yeah, you might as well do that. So, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I think you, you, I think if you're, I, I, I think you should try to capitalize on Cooper Cup's huge game. And Amari Cooper. I know, I know, I did. I screwed you, dude. Yeah. We we did Cooper Cup straight into Amari yes. Cooper. It's Amari a, Cooper. the Cooper yes. Cooper, yes. you know. Yeah, it, it, yes, it's yes, it's for Amari Cooper of Cooper, the Browns. Cooper connection, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, if you're the owner, I would try to sell them and try mm-hmm. to get as much as you can out of them. Yeah. Because I think I think it just goes down. The further we keep going on and in, into the off season, mm-hmm. it's just gonna gonna kind of kind of keep you know nudging down. Yeah, that's what, and this is kind of Amari Cooper's whole MO for his whole career, right? Is just super inconsistent, right? Where he'll have these boom weeks and then he disappears and then he has another boom week and he, it's just, it's very inconsistent, unfortunately. But 
Um, if I can get a late first for Amari Cooper, especially given the <laughs> the 55 point week, you know, we were able to do that with Evan Ingram in another league this last yep. year. And we capitalized on his 50 point game. Now, Evan Ingram, to be fair, has played much better this year. And it's, he's kind of uh, played out that that deal where it was fair for both sides, essentially. But um, we were hoping to get a steal because we sold him high, essentially. Um, but he just played up to it, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think Amari Cooper, he's going to have good weeks next year. He's going to have bad weeks next year. But a late first, I would not be buying. I would be, um, mm-hmm. if, if you don't have Amari Cooper, I would not be trying to go and get him. He's not someone I'm oh. actively trying to acquire. If you have Amari Cooper, I'm fine holding him. Um, and I'm also fine selling him. If you can get a late first um, or an, a younger, like a Cedric Tillman and a, and a pick, you know, you get the replacement in a pick. Like that's what that'd be very interesting to me. I think Cedric yeah. Tillman is going to be someone that's going to be a name we're going to be talking about probably this next off season, but I uh, just wanted to throw that one out there. So all right, let's switch back up to the running back position here. And uh, we're going to be talking about King Henry, Derrick Henry, who's going to be 30 next year. I don't know if that matters so much, but all signs are that Tennessee is going to let Derrick Henry walk. And Derrick Henry, he's had the quietest running back 10 season of all time. Like the dude he is really just, has. he's almost Wild. got a thousand yards and the Tennessee Titans have been mediocre at best this year. He's got 11 touchdowns and I don't, he's, he's almost got a career high in targets. Like he's got two games to kind of get there, but he only needs six more targets to have a career high. I could see that happening. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy how much they're, they've utilized him a little bit more through the air trying to get him in space. I think he has, he also has like two touchdowns passing this year as well that aren't shown on the stats here. Yeah. Um, so Derrick Henry, they're, they're using him all over the place, but I do think that Der- that the Titans are going to let him walk. They're not going to pay a 30 year old running back decent money. And I would not I be know. shocked if Derrick Henry wants like, to be honest, I think Derrick Henry can probably play for four more years at a pretty competent level. Like the dude is just an other world athlete right and he's an outlier athletically and that's why i think derrick henry can play for a couple more years what do we think about him from a fantasy perspective though oh i want nothing to do with derrick henry really i do not want i don't want him near my roster because i'm again i don't want to be holding the bag you know just like with austin eckler i mean i would rather have derrick henry than austin eckler personally but but i still don't want either of them I'd rather have Derrick Henry as well. Um, you know, another guy we're not really talking about we could add to this list would be Alvin Kamara, but we're not going to talk about him today. Um, didn't fit in on this episode. But, you know, I'd rather have Derrick Henry than Alvin Kamara. I I just think that what Derrick Henry brings to the, to the NFL is so unique and so special that it's not something that's going to just fall off a cliff, right? It, we would have seen it by now. You know, the the... Running back age cliff is 26 years old. He's he's well past that cliff, right? Um, it's the old ro- roadrunner meme of where he paints the 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 tunnel on the on the mountain and then the roadrunner runs through it, right? Well, everyone else is hitting that wall and hitting that mountain, but Derrick Henry just ran right through it, right? And I think that he's going to keep going for a little while here. His yards per carry on a very very bad offensive line are 
astronomically high, you know, 3.9 yards per carry on. I think the Tennessee Titans have the worst rated offensive line in the NFL right now. It's extremely bad. It is atrociously bad. That's impressive. And you know, he's going to be a free agent. Potentially he goes somewhere. He gets to pick where he goes he goes somewhere with like a middle of the road offensive line or an above average offensive line. I, could, I think we can see King Henry type of numbers again where he's pushing 1,500 yards. But at the same time, you know, is he going to be a free agent? That's the the bigger question, right? Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I I, right. I think it'd be funny if he landed in Houston, personally. That that really would be funny. Like, Houston I, I, I always think, got a big need, man. A yes, really they do. Need. And I, I, I think they're going to be a team that gets one of these, you know, like an Austin Eckler or a Derrick Henry type. Or, or yeah, or even Minnesota. You know, I th- I think it's going to be one of one of those teams are that are that that are going to really overpay for Eckler or Henry, and you know, um, I think it's going to be very interesting. You know, I think unfortunately, I think Henry's like he, he, I I know he's running back ten. You know, I feel his value though is lower than Eckler's because he doesn't really have the receiving chops. It is yeah. is the big thing. Yeah. So. Yep. But you know, I kind of think they're in the same range. If if you're if you're looking to get off of Henry, um, you know, like you know, like the two, like the two hundred five, two hundred six, two, you know, like a mid second is 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 a fair value. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I think I, I think you're 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 almost at a hold at this point because you're never going to get the value. Like you kind of so, need. I mean, I yeah. Personally, I I think I'm buying Derrick Henry, and the okay. reason why is I think everyone looks at Derrick Henry and they say, oh, this dude's going to be 30. I want to get whatever I can get for him. And you're going to be able to get him for so cheap, like a a mid to late second, easily for Derrick Henry. And again, could you imagine if Derrick Henry signs with the Baltimore Ravens? Could you imagine that? That would be interesting, yes. Like he he could break 2,000 yards. Even at thirty years old, I don't care. He could right. break two thousand yards. Like the 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 Ravens and Derrick Henry would be disgusting. And as much as we love J.K. Dobbins, he's not really coming back anytime soon, right? And yeah, he's not. Um, like there's just so many places where I think Derrick Henry could go with an a, um, again an above average offensive line. I would be buying Derrick Henry because of the fear that everyone else has in him. And we all need running backs. You need these guys. And Derrick Henry has not missed time. Like he's played 15 games. He has not missed any time. And this is with him getting like 50% of the snaps, sharing the backfield with Tajay Spears a lot more than people expected this year. And, you know, I see that as a massive upside potential in Derrick Henry of this guy's older. He's not really getting banged up. He's a freak of nature physically. I think he's someone that is worth taking a stab at that you could get much cheaper than, you know, look at the the late second round picks. You're talking about guys like, um, who was a late second round pick this last year? Tank Bigsby. Like I'd rather have mm-hmm. Derek Henry than Tank Bigsby, for example. Oh yeah, a- you know? absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, let's keep rolling here. We're I know we're going a little long, guys. It's the we're having a little fun. We got four more guys we're going to talk about. We'll we'll kind of get to them a little bit more quickly. Um, we'll try and push it along a little bit more. And that's on me. That's on me, guys. You can tell me in the comments down below how badly I'm doing it at pushing this along. But we're going to talk about Taylor Swift's boyfriend. You know, the, that's how we all know this guy. Nobody knew 100%. him because of football, right? Uh, Travis Kelsey and Travis Kelsey is 34 years old. And I think he's done. 
<laughs> I think he's done after this year, man. I don't think he, I don't think he's coming back. I think if you can sell Travis Kelsey in any league you have right now, I would for anything, anything, pull the trigger. You know, I watched him this last week against the Raiders. The dude doesn't even look like he's in the same shape. Like he's he looks like he's put on 25, 30 pounds. And it's crazy. He's doing great. He's the current tight end number two, but he is bad. He has not been good for fantasy. He's not been the record breaker that we all hoped he would. You know, it's kind of funny. You look at his game log and right around the time he had a little bit of a one month stretch mm-hmm. right after the Taylor Swift, he got the Taylor Swift bump where he played out of his mind at first, right. the honeymoon period, right? Now it feels like all that extra attention that Taylor's kind of desiring is uh, dragging him down a little bit more because he has yeah, not it, been it, good in a while. It, it, it is interesting. And I wouldn't, in, in, in just like what you were, you were hinting to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does retire, like with his brother this year. Which oh, yeah, I could for see sure. That, Both of them. I could see that very realistically happening and then him transitioning into life after football, which I yeah. think he's starting to already do. Yeah, he's got know, the podcast with his brother. He's and dating. he has all these commercials that, that yes. Yeah, and he, he's dating Taylor and, Swift. And like he can do whatever he wants. She, you don't think she knows people guys in media? Like he could go do whatever he wants, anything. I know that. So, 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 so on that, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, I would be uh, selling him as quick as I could. Yep. Um, and I think you could get a, 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 a pretty penny still for him. You know, I, I you know, Any I, I don't think you pick, get... I'm still taking it. I'm taking him for a second. Really? Oh yeah, because I don't think he's going to play next year. So if I can get a second for him, like if, that, that, if, that, that, that is fair. That, that if is you're fair. in yeah. trade talks, right. And they're like, Oh, I don't uh, first, man. I don't know. First feels a little too high, too rich. Like I'm taking a second because he's not going to play. He's, he's done. He, he's so already like, talked what's about a tight retirement. end. So, so, so if you did a player for player trade, so like mm-hmm. who's a player that you think you can get for Kelsey? If you could get, again, we'll go back to Michael Mayer. If you can get Michael Mayer plus a, like, late second you know maybe you throw in a third or something with kelsey like that's something i would be targeting 100 percent an njoku or a Komet or one of these guys like going to get one of these you know a luke musgraves who has shown a little bit of flash here and there right plus a second round pick like i'd be trying to get one of those younger young blood tight ends and people are aren't dumb right they know what you're trying to do but it depends how low you're willing to go with the second round pick like if you're trying to get Luke Musgraves in a first for Travis Kelsey, just cut out Luke Musgraves. Just go for the first, right? It's right. just people know what you're trying to do a little bit on that stuff. So you, you can't just be too sneaky with it because, you know, people know. People can yeah. have eyes. They can see what you're trying to do. So that said, I don't think he's going to play next year. Um, I think the dude's done. He's talked about retirement too much and, and everything in his life is just pointing towards big red flag of – I'm done after this year. So um, let's go on to another wide receiver. We got three more players here. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver number eight on the year. And Stefan Diggs, this last month has ab- last, you know, eight he's, weeks. He's, he's been him. complete. He's been complete booty. It's he's ever since bad. they changed the offensive coordinator for this team. Yes. He's been and terrible. That, that scares me because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a digs owner in a league and, you know, I thought I had, you know, I was, you know, in the beginning of the year, I was trending to have a really good, really, really good year, you know, a championship mm-hmm. year. And then I, you know, I, unfortunately in that league, I've had a lot of injuries and then digs, you know, poops the bed and 
I'm kind of feeling frustrated and you know like like lost because I you know I'm like where should I go with yeah. with digs you know you know um I know last year you know I felt I could have gotten you know a mid first for him you know and I kind of feel I mean, that he's I would played be up to it so far through the year up until yes, the last two yes, months right yeah, yeah yeah it's a year as a whole but you know I feel his value is just plummeted the past year. And, and, and with him, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's on a new team next year with yeah. what's going on. And I, it just, just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. That's the hardest part, right? Is he's complaining. He was complaining. Even if you go back a couple of weeks ago, right. Where, yeah. um, you know, he was not happy about his production, when he had a ton of production, right? And yeah. it was like, what what more do you want, man? Like, where are you going to go that you're going to be? He wants everything. He wants I, everything. I, 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 I didn't get it when he was with the, the Vikings. Like, I, I have never it's, understood it's Stefan yeah. Diggs. Like, I guess him going to Buffalo was, he was more consistent, right? He was getting more volume. But like, Minnesota, they were still giving him a ton of usage and a ton of targets and everything. Like, who are you going to upgrade from Josh Allen to like Patrick Mahomes? Like there, there, there's not very many people that are going to be upgrades for Stefan Diggs. So I don't know what he wants. And I agree with you though. I think he's, he's gone. Um, it just feels that way. Right. And it feels like they're yeah. trying to prepare, but the one thing that he has in his favor is Gabe Davis is also gone from the team. And I don't think yeah. that this team can afford to lose both Gabe Davis who, you know, take whatever shots at Gabe Davis you want to take. I, I get it. He's not, he, he's a very frustrating fantasy player, but he's been fine for the team. He does what the team needs him to do. And Stefan Diggs, they can't get rid of both of these guys. And right. I think that they'll make Diggs play next year. Like looking at his contract, he's under contract guaranteed for one more year. Next year, he's a uh, cap hit of 27 million dead cap of 31 million. Um, so they would take a $4 million hit if they were to move him. After that, though, he's a 27 cap hit for 22 dead, so they could save $5 million from moving on from him. Um, it All signs point to he's going to be on this team next year, whether he likes it or not, because they're not going to move on from him. So that said, Stephon Diggs, I think he has the production that, you know, if you can sell him on name, I'm holding Stephon Diggs, and I get it. This is extremely frustrating. He's a very frustrating player. I think that, they're going to get a more established offense in the offseason. And they're working through some things right now. They haven't really needed the, the receivers the last couple of weeks, you know. Um, they've done a lot of work through the ground game with James Cooks, and you've seen a lot of usage from him the last same amount of time. And, uh, you know, I think that we're going to see a little bit of a change up in the off offseason where Diggs is going to be more of a focal point. So I'm holding Diggs and I think that that's the right choice, but people are going to be panic selling and yeah, if you can buy I, him cheap. Yeah. I, I, I think you need to wait until the off season or at least, at least after this, after the season itself is done, you know, um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be selling him now. Um, but I think he, I think, I, I think for me, he, he's, he, he's a sell candidate and I think you need to try to, I don't know. It, it's just not feeling right. And mm -hmm. I think you have to do what your gut tells you. Yep. Uh, Cause it's, it. you know, it's, it's, it's only right. And I, I think for me, I kind of want to get off digs cause I feel it's just a bomb that's going to go off. 
Fair enough. All right, let's go to our next guy here, and we're going to talk about Kirk Cousins with the Minnesota Vikings. So Kirk Cousins with the Vikings is a hard guy to value. Um, he's going to be 36 next year, coming off an ACL tear, right? Or Achilles tear, sorry. Um, he had the same surgery that Aaron Rodgers did, that Cam Akers did, that he should be good to go by summer, right? Where for a quarterback, an Achilles tear is not the end of the world. Um, but that said, Kirk Cousins, the whole contract dispute was something of a question mark. Um, they're not going to be able to trade him before OTAs and everything like that, more than likely before the NFL draft. So Minnesota's going to have to make a choice on Kirk Cousins of, yep. are we going to bring him back? And I, I'm going to pull up his contract really quickly um, while we're talking. And just what are we going to do? Because if Kirk Cousins goes to a new team, that's where it gets very interesting, especially given the age and, and everything there. But yep. Kirk Cousins, he's been a, a solid quarterback for fantasy football for a long period of time, right? Where, what what do we feel about Kirk Cousins and what he has left in the tank? You know, before this year, um, last year he was quarterback number six, 11, 11, 19, 13, 6, 5, 10. Like he's always been a low end quarterback one, mid quarterback one. Um, you know, the, the 13, 19, 11, 11, they're all the, <laughs> the uh, what's his name? Uh, I can see his face. What's uh, the old Minnesota coach? Um, oh, Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. Those are the Mike Zimmer years where we got to establish the run and I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty dumb much. coach. Um, but Kirk Cousins at quarterback number 24 with only eight games played. The dude would have been, you know, right here at quarterback number six. He would have been fine. How do we feel about Kirk Cousins? And, and I get it. He's undervalued yeah. a lot of the times, but, uh, what do you think about well, him? He is a free agent well, next year, by the way. I, I, will, I will say, first things first, like my dad is a Vikings fan. You know, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Mm-hmm. He hates Kirk Cousins. I don't get why these with guys With a fiery Kirk passion. Cousins, man. Yeah, I, I just, I, just I, I, I felt the need to tell you that, Calvin, as... I feel bad for, for you Kirk. as a, he gets as, so as, much as, hate, as, as a Kirk Cousins truther. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm buying Kirk Cousins, you know, in Are Dynasty. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. I, I kind of feel... Him and Russell Wilson for me are buys because I know I can get them dirt cheap in yeah. a super flex league, especially. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I I can get them dirt cheap for any quarterback, and I know I'm gonna get a solid quarterback too. Yeah. B- very yep. very solid, very yeah, very at, solid quarterback. At least, too. you know, especially at, with at, Kirk, yes, right? At least, at least, yes, exactly. So, you know, um, I am a little bit worried about the Achilles, you know, but you know, with him being a quarterback, he's not doing a lot of those, a lot of those plants and, and twitches yeah and, and yeah like yeah that, yeah, right? yeah yeah he's not doing a lot i mean he is doing some you know but but he's he's not doing as, as much as as what like a jk dobbins would be doing you right. know for instance so he is so, a free you know, I'm definitely buying. so you know next year they're gonna have to make a choice now i do think that that minnesota they have to be aware because of everything they've gone through at the quarterback position. They brought in uh what's his face? Um the, the Josh, Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. They've gone to Nick Mullins. They're they're I forget uh Jaron uh Jaren Jaren Hall. Hall they're going to now this upcoming week. Like yep. they have seen the downsides of not having a franchise quarterback in there, right? Yep. And that is scary considering how good this team is. This team might make playoffs. Like it's entirely possible that the Vikings still make playoffs. And you're not going to be able to get 
Like, I, I would not be shocked if they take, if they re-sign Kirk Cousins to like a two-year fully guaranteed contract because all Kirk Cousins does is get fully guaranteed contract. Oh. But uh, I would not be shocked if they were to re-sign him to like a two-year deal while they draft a quarterback in the second round to try and develop. Like, they invest heavily in the backup quarterback position this upcoming draft and try and develop them behind Kirk Cousins. I could see him doing like a one-year fully guaranteed contract for like $50 million or something, you know, like some crazy number right. where just incentivizes Kirk Cousins to come well, back. I, 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 I don't even think it would be that much. Be, I don't think it would be $50 million. I think it would be... Like, I think if you wanted to keep I, I, Kirk Cousins... I think it's going to be... Because he's a free right. agent, right? You'd have to franchise that, 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 tag that's him. That's fair. Or, that's fair. Like, I could see him franchise tagging him. That, that would be a good solution for Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah, it, it it could be. And fully I'm guaranteed, so it, yeah. it helps Kirk. You know, it's an average top five salary or however that that tag works. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 for the franchise tag for a quarterback in twenty twenty four. It, it's it's projected to be thirty six million. So that's not bad money. Like so, that's good money yeah. for Kirk. I don't think he would complain yeah. too much about that. It gives the yeah. Vikings one year to kind of get a replacement. They could take a first round pick. I don't know if Kirk Cousins would like that very much though. That's the one downside. I, don't, I unfortunately, I don't, I don't think. The Vikings are in a spot where they can really take a quarterback in the first round. I think they personally. should just re-sign Kirk Cousins to like a four-year deal. I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I think, I think the fans and the organization just doesn't like Kirk. Well, Cousins. I think, I think Kevin O'Connell does. So, I think Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, loves him. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but like, I, I think, I think the higher ups in the organization like don't aren't. But that's just me. But I don't know. It's hard yeah, to but, say because they did, yeah, they did but, switch but, the GM and all that stuff. But yes, they did, let's but. let's assume so. If Kirk Cousins is back with the Vikings, what is his trade value? Oh, um, I think he's late, he's easily worth a late first in a super flex. He's with. We've seen him with the Vikings. Like what? There's I know. No, there's no I know. Difference. I I think people are going to. I, I think you're more. I think you're more aggressive on him because you love Kirk Cousins. No, so, I think he's been good though. It's he not, has been good. I, I don't that. disagree it's, with he's been that. Good. And I don't disagree with that. But like, like he I, he had 2,300 yards in eight games. Like with some of those without I know, without Justin Jefferson. I know, but I know, but like if. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tricky with him. It is really tricky. I mean, I, 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 I think for Russ, I, I, th- I think for Russell Wilson, what we said like a, a, a like an early second or something like that. I, th- I I'd think I'd be that's willing to give said. a late first on Russ too, but right for in a super flex. Again, this is all super right. flex related, but yeah, like, right. I'd right. rather have so, Kirk Cousins and Russ personally, even with the right. Achilles. Right. The, I, I hear that. So like, I, I, I wouldn't go any more than an early second, but. That's about as far as I'm going with them. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. yeah. So Kirk Cousins, I think he's a potential steal. Um, if I don't have Definitely. Kirk, I Definitely. would, especially in the Superflex, given how desperate. Like, look at this last year, guys. We're on backups to backups for half the league. Like, we've had 50 quarterbacks start a game in the NFL this year. 50. Normally, That's that number is around like 38 to 40, somewhere 40, in that range. Yeah. Yeah. An extra 10 quarterbacks have started a game for a franchise this year. 10. Like, it's just, it, it has been brutal wild. for the quarterback That's position. Wild. And if you can get a quarterback that is as good as Kirk Cousins, you know, low-end quarterback one at worst, you know, mid-quarterback one at best, that that's valuable for a late first, early second. So, Kirk Cousins, potential steal. 
right, let's finish this up. We'll talk about the last guy here, and we're going to talk about Devontae Adams with the Raiders, the, the Los Angeles or Las Vegas Raiders, and what do we expect from Devontae Adams? Now, it's been a, a very bad drop-off for Devontae Adams in terms of production this last year, but the Raiders have been terrible as a team. Um, they are 5-3 and three in the last couple of games and right on the fringe of playoffs. Um, you know, some of that due to Devontae Adams and Aiden O'Connell, but like this team needs a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. And if they, they're badly, playing themselves badly. out of contention. Now I could see Russell Wilson coming over here and being just fine. Like Russell, that that's what I'm saying, dude, Russell Wilson yeah, could yeah. go here. And he'd I mean, be I, mean I, I, I honestly think if they, I think they should trade for Justin Fields. I, again, he would be an upgrade over half he would of the definitely, players in the league. He would definitely like, be an upgrade. He would be fun for that team. You know, I mean, yes. I mean, I oh, think if they got a quarterback. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Black and silver. Um, yes. But we'll, we'll, we'll save that. So Devontae Adams, there's a lot of talk about them wanting to move on. You know, he, he wants them to move on. There's some mutual interest there. Um it has not been what he kind of expected. He signed to right. play with Carr. They cut Carr, and you know this this front office has right. mismanaged the whole situation terribly. Well, and, the and, and, time. and with the coaching staff with Josh McDaniels, who should not have been hired in the first place. Correct. You know, I I I, I really think they're going to do the right thing and mm-hmm. hire Antonio Pierce. I do too. And, I do too. And and I I I mean I th- I think they're finally going to do the right thing on that. And I think if they do that, I think. He's gonna get. He's gonna be rejuvenated. He's gonna to want to play for him. I could know, see and, that. I do. I do. I, yes. I could see that for Devonte Adams and him saying, "Okay, I'll I'll stick around if you can get a good quarterback." Like that'll be the yes. first first thing is getting a good quarterback. At least a solid. Uh, at least a solid quarterback. Yeah. Like someone that's better than Jimmy G. Like come yeah, on. yeah, for sure. So I could. I think Devonte Adams is gonna be a Raider. For the rest of his career. Like I, I do. I don't think they're if they're gonna trade him, it's gonna be in season at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be an right. off season trade. They're not gonna get what they want for Devontae Adams. They're it's just not gonna happen. So it's gonna be a desperate team at the trade deadline. That said, what do we think his production is? He's 31, he'll be 32. I don't think Devontae Adams has lost a step. And I get it. Like a lot of people are talking about how he's he's had a down year. I think that's more quarterback play than anything else. And yeah, I think that I, I agree. I think that if Fully you get agree. like get Kirk Cousins in here, like that's not you get Kirk Cousins in here. Devontae Adams is a top five receiver next year. One hundred percent. Like I fully believe that. The touchdowns have been bad this year, but again, that goes back to the quarterback play. The quarterback play has not been good enough to to get him the touchdowns. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny. The last time he had five touchdowns on the season was back in 2019. He was also the wide receiver 23 that year. Every year that he gets double-digit touchdowns, the dude's just a top five uh, receiver on the year. And I don't think he's lost the ability to score touchdowns. I just think that this offense has not been able to facilitate yep. those as well. So, And, and um, I fully agree with that. So, so if so, you have Devontae Adams, are yes. you looking to sell him or hold him? Oh, like I'm, Keenan Allen. I'm going to, well, I think I'm going to hold him because I know I have good value. Okay. You know, you know, I, I know I have a couple more years with him. I know. I, I, I don't think you'll get his worth I, either. That's the biggest. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you won't like what I, I feel like with most of the wide receivers we've talked about, like, like, like you're not going to get what's worth from him. So, you know, um, 
I mean, especially with how people perceive wide receivers in the dynasty community, you know, um, they're like gold almost. And with these aging guys, like they kind of want to get rid of them and don't even want to talk about them anymore. Right. So, you know, I, I, I honestly think if, if you traded like a late first for Adams, that's a steal to me. I, and for reference, I did this in a league right before our trade deadline, trying to make a playoff push. Um, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately it didn't matter because, uh, I had a buy in round one, so his 25-point game did nothing for me, and then he sh- shat the bed against Kansas City yep. Uh, yep. with one catch for four yards. Could have used that 25-point game this week, my friend, but, uh, but you know, ultimately it didn't matter. <laughs> but, um, but I got him on the buy. I got him in week 13 right before, while he was on buy. Didn't need him in week 14. Didn't get to play him in week 15, and then he killed me in week 16. So it's been an utter disaster for me, for Devontae Adams, for my right. my late first that I sent for him. But on the flip side, I do think that he's going to be valuable again next year, and I will be able to get value for Devontae Adams, where a late first, again, we're talking about guys in the draft of uh, the Troy Franklins or the Keon Coleman's or whoever you want, Amika Buka, who might go back to college. We don't know yet, but... uh your guaranteed value with Devonte Adams and volume, like the dude still has 146 targets in a bad year. And that volume is so critical. And again, for a guy, I don't think he's lost a step. I think that they're going to go and every effort is going to be about getting a, a good quarterback in this, in this offense and an established play caller and, you know, really making a name for themselves next year. And they've looked a lot better. Like they have looked so good They're The Raiders have always been close, man. They've always been just on the edge. They just need competent coaching and they can get there and they haven't had it in forever. It feels like. So, um, you know, I think that they're going to, they're going to hire Pierce and they're going to try and build around it. And that's where it's going to be interesting. So if you don't have Devonte Adams, who would you rather have Devonte Adams, or Keenan Allen? Adams. Devontae Adams or Mike Evans? Adams. Really, I'd rather have Mike Evans personally, but yeah. it's close. It's a, that's a coin flip. Uh, Devontae Adams or Amari Cooper? Adams. I'm on the Cooper side, um, but I can see the argument for it. And then who's the other yeah, one? Yeah, well, I, I, in Diggs. Diggs. Who would you rather have, Devontae Adams or Diggs? I'd rather have Diggs, 100%. That's not I, even I feel, close for me. I feel with Adams, though, that... I know he's going to get the targets. I know he's going to get a crap ton of targets. He's going to have a lot of opportunities. He's probably going to get close to double digit touchdowns, you Mm -hmm. know, for the next couple years. Like I know I'm going to get that. Right. And you know, um, I think in, I think for him, he's shown he's quarterback proof, almost, you know, quarterback proof, at least a little bit. Right. Right. So, so that's why I feel really good about, about him in his I mean I mean I guess in like would you rather like he's like I would rather have him on top of my list fair I get it I get it that's where I'd rather have Mike Evans out of all the guys we've talked about today I'd rather have Mike Evans the most um Coop I could see I, I can make the case like if you ask me on a different day I would I'd probably go Adams one day and and Cooper uh Amari Cooper on the next but mm-hmm. it's it's close there but uh yeah, he, he's definitely up there for sure in terms of yeah. his price versus his potential value. So um, that's the last guy we want to talk about. Is there anybody else you wanted to mention or are you good wrapping nope. this guy up? Nope, I am, I am good. Let's wrap her up.
Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Let us know your thoughts on all these older guys. If you're moving them, if you're looking to acquire them, if you think our valuations on these guys are, are drastically off, let us know down in the comments down below or hit us up on Twitter again at TDC underscore Calvin or at Dynasty underscore Dale, FF After Dark, if you're looking at it over there. And let us know. Let us know your thoughts on all this. Um, but this is so interesting for me, especially in the Dynasty landscape, because we all have older players, right? And I've been very good about this in my um, in my dynasty career, essentially, right? Of getting out on guys too soon rather than too late. Like I got out on 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 uh, Michael Thomas literally right after his elite season and before he disappeared forever. Right. Like, um, David Johnson was another guy back in the day. I got rid of, I moved on from him at the perfect time. Like I always have a, a knack for moving on from guys at the perfect time, but we've talked about a lot of guys today and you know, we're going to be right on some of them. We're going to be wrong on some of them. And Absolutely. you can, you can hopefully use our advice though, and try and sneak some value out because these older guys, nobody really wants to invest in them too much. And that's where some potential league winning value can come in. And it's just, it's amazing how many guys just go and win their leagues because they got um, guys off the waivers or whatever it may be. Like Joe Flacco off the waivers. Now all of a sudden you're winning your, your, your fantasy championship because Joe Flacco Absolutely. is saving you. Nobody wants Joe Flacco in dynasty. He's 50 million years old, right? Like, no, Joe Flacco is not interesting whatsoever, but all of a sudden he's, he's winning the league. So, um, it's just, don't give up and don't get just completely enamored by the young guys. Make sure you're, you're having some of those older vets on your team as well that are going to be able to supplant that and, and provide you that super high floor in dynasty. So, um, just wanted to put that out there and, and kind of talk about some of these guys and what we would be doing with them personally in uh, our leagues out there. So Dale, any last thoughts? Nope. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening again next week. We're going to have our final week of the season or our final podcast of the season. I think it'll be a little bit shorter, but we're going to be talking through some of our hits and our misses from this last year, kind of doing a um, accountability episode. So if you like fantasy receipts, we're going to do that to ourselves this year. We're going to talk about some of the hits and a lot of the misses and we're going to try and have a good time with it. So make sure you guys come back for that one. And we're going to take a little bit of a break through the NFL playoffs, the real football playoffs, and then we're going to be back. So that said, thank you guys again for joining us. Have a good night. And we all got dreams. We all want things. But what you going to do for it? How you going to move for it? What you going to be?